بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسول الكريم ما بعد ونبي هريرة رضي الله تعالى عنه أن فقراء المهاجرين أتوا رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم فقال فقالوا ذهب أهل الدثور بالدرجات العلا والنعيم المقيم فقال وما ذاك فقالوا يسلون كما نصلي ويصومون كما نصوم ويتصدقون ولا نتصدق ويعتقون ولا نعتق فقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم أفلا أعلمكم شيئا تدركون به من سبقكم وتسبقون به من بعدكم ولا تكونوا أحدا أفضل منكم إلا من صنع مثل ما صنعتم قالوا بلى يا رسول الله قال تسبحون وتحمدون وتكبرون دبر كل صلاة ثلاث وثلاثين مرة فرجع فقراء المهاجرين إلى رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم فقالوا سمع إخواننا أهل الأموال بما فعلنا ففعلوا مثله فقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ذلك فضل الله يؤتيه من يشاء متفق عليه وهذا لفظ رواية المسلم. This hadith we began the discussion yesterday as we mentioned in the introduction of this hadith the subject matter illustrates quite clearly for us what we call the mizaj and the temperament of the companions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ridwanullah and wajma'een and one of the fundamental objectives of the Anbiya alayhi salatu was what we refer to as as zahin sazi, the conditioning of the minds and to instill this total complete conviction that the akhirat, the life of the hereafter is more important than the life of this world and the preparation for the challenges, difficulties, hardships and our hopes, aspirations, ambitions for akhirat should be greater than dunya. So a group of the poor muhajireen approached Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and they presented a dilemma in front of him. They said that the wealthy ones amongst us have gone ahead. As we mentioned yesterday, this type of complaint is common in humanity throughout the world. People are complaining about disparities, the haves and have-nots, the disadvantaged and those who have advantages. But the focus of their complaint pertains to this dunya. Sahaba, the complaint was for akhirat. Ya Rasulullah, the wealthy ones amongst us have gone ahead with darajatil ula wan naim in muqeem. They are earning the high, high ranks of jannat and they are earning the eternal bounties of the akhirat. One important aspect for us to bear in mind is that human beings by nature are competitive. You look at any household, two children of similar age, whether it's your own children or whether it's a neighbor's children, from a young age you'll notice that they start fighting with one another, start competing with one another. What that one has, this one wants. This is a natural part of the psyche and the nature of man to compete with one another. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes cognizance of that many places in the Qur'an where Allah ta'ala exhorts us in our efforts for akhirat, in our efforts for deen. Qur'an uses terms like that. Sari'u, sabiqu, 
Sabiqu means outdo one another, beat one another, sari'u, race with one another. But not in dunya, ila maghfiratim mi rabbikum wa jannah. To earn Allah's forgiveness, to earn Allah's jannat, ardu wa samawat wal ard. Allah says compete with one another. Why? Because naturally you are going to compete. But instead of competing in dunya, compete in akhirat. Compete in earning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's pleasure, in earning the high, high ranks in jannat. So it is this competitive spirit that caused such a complaint to come before Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And in these type of incidents, when these type of complaints came to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, it was a source of great khair and great benefit for the ummah. Classic example is our Laylatul Qadr. Sahaba heard about people in the past, one person went for jihad for 300 years. They heard of people making ibadat for several centuries. Inna amara ummati ma bayna sittina ila sab'een. Rasulullah said the average age of my ummah will be only 60, between 60 and 70 years. So they were aggrieved. How is our 60 or 70 years of ibadat that too? 60, 70 years is the life is, so the ibadat will be maximum from the age of 16 or age of 15 onwards. How is that going to compete with 300 years? So this competitive spirit and then the concern that arose as a result of it led to the ummah getting Laylatul Qadr, the worry of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Likewise, we find these are the days of Hajj. Obviously, this year is an ajib circumstance, but we find that the women amongst the Sahaba, when they heard the great reward for jihad, one person comes to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he says, Ya Rasulullah, the mafum of the hadith, is there, show me some action. Show me some action that I can do while, whilst in Madinah Munawwara, while staying at home. That is going to give me the same reward as a man who is making jihad in the path of Allah Ta'ala. So Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, La Ajid, I can't find an action like that. So the women among Sahaba heard this. Competitive spirit. So they came to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Ya Rasulullah, the men are making jihad. What about us? They are earning such great reward. A person says, Ya Rasulullah, show me an action with the same reward. And Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, I can't find an action like that. So the women are now concerned. This competitive spirit, this concern comes before Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So what does Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam tell the women? That jihadu kunna al-hajj wal-umrah. That if you will perform hajj and umrah, Allah will give you the same reward as jihad. That is your jihad. So like, we mentioned, my respected brothers, the avenues to many khair, many benefits, many, much goodness for the ummah opened up when these type of, because of this competitive spirit of sahaba, because of this concern that people are going ahead in akhirat, how we can catch up with them. Then we find further to understand this hadith, ulama mentioned that there are two types of ibadat. One is what we call monetary ibadat, the other is what we call badani ibadat, that is ibadat that pertains to the physical self. Ibadat that pertains to the physical self, like our salah, tilawat of Quran, zikrullah, etc. For that you don't need a bank balance, you don't need to have any money. That has to do with your physical self. Then the, another type of ibadat is what we call monetary ibadat where a person gives in zakat, he spends in sadaqah, in charity, etc. Their wealth is a requirement. So it was this type of ibadat, when it comes to the 
bodily ibadat what are these poor sahaba saying that ya rasulullah that we can match our brothers in fact we can outdo them we can exert ourselves greater we can stay up in salah the whole night etc if somebody is staying up for half the night but when nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam asked them wama dhak they said ya rasulullah the rich ones amongst us are getting darajatil ula wan naimil muqim the highest ranks in jannat perpetual ni'mats and bounties nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam says what are you referring to so they said ya rasulullah yusalluna kama nusalli like we make salah they are making salah like we are fasting they are fasting but that was what we call badani ibadat pertaining to the body wa yatasaddaquna wa la natasaddaq they are spending in charity because allah has blessed them with wealth we are unable to spend in charity we don't have the wealth they are freeing slaves we are unable to free slaves in some riwayat it comes that they are going for hajj and umrah we are unable to do that in other words those type of ibadat which pertain which where wealth is a requirement where some spending is a requirement because these sahaba were poor and they did not have the wealth they felt that they are getting left behind they are unable to earn the same rewards in akhirat as the wealthy ones are earning so when this dilemma is placed before rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam we find in one riwayat such a beautiful example rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam used to appease the sahaba and to address this concern and worry that was there in their hearts and from this example that rasulullah pak sallallahu alaihi wasallam used we also learn one important lesson that it is not an indication of intelligence that you use complex examples or that you use high polluted language and speech sometimes you find the person gives a bayan uses such bombastic terms in his bayans that forget the audience he himself doesn't even understand what he said and nowadays unfortunately bayans have become entertainment for us even dini dars has become entertainment so a person after to say hey what a bayan what a terrific bayan but what did you understand if the person was speaking on such a high level that you are unable to comprehend what he is speaking that is not an indication of his intelligence indication of intelligence is to bring yourself down to the level of your audience and to give such examples that they can relate to these are fuqara'ul muhajirin these are poor people they did, they did, didn't they were not from a cultured background they didn't have an academic background they were not complex people So when they present this dilemma to Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam look at the way our beloved master sallallahu alaihi wasallam brings himself right right down to the level of his audience he says to them afala ukhbirukum bi shay'in asluhu fil ard afala ukhbirukum bi shay'in Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam says to them should i not show you something should i not show you something the branches of which the roots of which are on this earth the branches of which are in the heavens in other words what i am going to show you is better than the whole world and whatever it contains afala ukhbirukum bi shay'in asluhu fil ard wa far'uhu fis sama so sahaba said ya rasulullah tell us what is this nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said an taqulu dubura kullu salatin maktuba subhanallah walhamdulillah wa la ilaha illallah wallahu akbar 10 marrat 
فَإِنَّ أَسْلَهُنَّ فِي الْأَرْضِ وَفَرْعَهُنَّ فِي السَّمَاءِ He said, after every farsalah, after every farsalah, say, subhanallah, walhamdulillah, wa la ilaha illallah, alwallahu akbar. How long does it take to say this? Subhanallah, walhamdulillah, wa la ilaha illallah, wallahu akbar. After every farsalah, say this ten times. Rasulullah said, the roots of this are in the earth, the branches are in the heavens. In other words, this one amal will get you more reward than the entire universe filled with neki and reward. No expenditure is required. What was the concern? That Ya Rasulullah, they are spending, they are giving sadaqah, they are freeing slaves, and they are going ahead of us. So Allah's Rasul like I said, that was a different riwayat. This particular riwayat which we are discussing, Allah's Rasul says to them, Afala uallimukum shay'an. O my sahaba, let, shall I not teach you? Should I not show you something? If you will do this, what I am about to tell you, those who have gone ahead of you in their sadaqah, in their charity, whatever they did, you will catch up with them. Whoever is on the same plane or level with you, you will go ahead of him. And there will be no one tomorrow on the in the day of on the day of judgment. There will be no one who will meet Allah with greater reward or with greater virtue than that which you have done, if you will do this, what I am about to show you. So they said, Bala ya Rasulullah, then O Nabi of Allah, what is it? Such great reward. Tudrikuna bihi man sabakakum, wa tasbikuna bihi man ba'dakum, wa la yakunu ahadan afdala minkum illa man sana'a mithla ma sana'atum. So Rasulullah sallallahu said, Tusabbihuna wa tahmaduna wa tukabbiruna. Read subhanallah, walhamdulillah, and la ilaha and, and Allahu Akbar. Dubura kulla salatin. After every far salah, 33 times. Read Subhanallah 33 times. Alhamdulillah 33 times. Allahu Akbar 33 times. In some rewrites we find la ilaha illallah. Recite this what we call tasbih fatimi. 33 times Subhanallah 33 times. Alhamdulillah 34 times Allahu Akbar. According to other riwayat, in order to make the hundred complete, we make the Allahu Akbar 34 times. Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, read this after every salah and tudrikuna bihi man sabakakum. Those that are gone ahead of you, you will catch up with them. Those that are equal to you, you will go ahead of them. And tomorrow on the day of judgment, no one will meet Allah with as much reward as the one who will do this. Allah give us tawfiq.